0: It's impossible to quantify the magnitude of what might happen to football and how it might look next year, but it is
1: just so,
0: so serious.
1: There are so many stories of of bravery, so many doctors coming out of retirement, so many people working above and beyond. Thank you for putting your lives on the line to crush this virus. I haven't done any panic buying, but
0: for the first time, I felt like I was in a scene from On the Beach. The empty shelves, the people serving you in masks, looking quite nervous and edgy
1: set up a mini golf course around your house. (laughs) Corrie, welcome to my last 30 years. Are
0: you joking? Our bedroom has been a putting green since the day I got married.
1: Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast with Caroline Wilson and Corrie Perkin.
0: And welcome to episode 120 of Don't Shoot the Messenger. And so, Corrie Perkin, my fellow podcaster and dear friend, it has come to this. We are now podcasting in a very different way, but we're going to keep doing it and we are going to continue to try and keep upbeat during these terrible times because I guess on, on one hand it's going to get a lot worse, but on the other hand we're seeing a lot of good that's coming out of this dreadful time, and that's what we're going to try and celebrate.
1: We are, and we're doing this from the lovely aspect of your uh, dining, living, kitchen room, Caro, with your beautiful garden, which is looking really fulsome and lovely. I suppose it's all that Melbourne rain. Well yes the herbs are a bit tragic but anyway um thank
0: you Cory it's it wasn't really a house designed for three or four people working from home <laughs> and um I've got rid of a few of them today which is good and you Jane and I are sitting at a great distance apart we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a lot of things but um you've put together a list 10 Ways to Stay Happy in Isolation. That'll come up in a moment. I've got a few as well. We're going to talk, obviously, about the impact on the football season. You have a crush of the week. We've got a special guest to come in and give us one of her recipes. You've got some recipes too. And she will be keeping her social distance of four metres, I hope. She will. My daughter Clementine has taken over as a family cook. She's luckily, happily still got a job, but like many people, her job time has been reduced and she's doing a lot of work at home as well. So, I suppose the March challenges, well, let's face it, my (laughs) um, decision to have a facial every month was ridiculous, as it turns out. One
1: listener did hear you say to me last week, Corrie, I think I'm going to put you in charge of giving me a facial. And they thought, what a good idea. You could set up something at home, actually giving each other facials. But I said, no, then you're really close. you you're within the four metre. How do you do a facial? How do I actually get my hair dyed? Di- I'm still allowed to get my hair dyed this week, aren't I?
0: Yes, the hairdressers are considered so an essential for service. that because
1: I tell you what, I'd be looking like... Um Granny in um, Granny Clampett in. Um, well, you, you're looking
0: beautiful as ever. Look, um it's interesting, you know, from one week to the next at the ABC. Two weeks ago, we sat th- uh, before the Women's World Cup final. Three weeks ago, nearly now, and celebrated the fact that they were going to try and break ninety-one thousand people. We now know that the eighty-six thousand who did turn up, we have registered some positive corona tests. Um, we were made up. We all sat together. We were pretty, we we didn't share water bottles. Um, I went to the ABC this Sunday. I was made up in a separate room away from everyone else. The chair was pino cleaned when someone else did come in. Uh, Waleed Ali Skyped in from home. The makeup girls were all, all wearing masks and gloves and we all have our own little kits and new brushes. It's and I mean, you know, even that people think is probably a bit irresponsible. But well,
1: yesterday I received a, a text from our friend Sally who had a lovely little drinks a couple of weeks ago for my goddaughter Alex and you were there. And Sally said, oh, "Okay, I'm just sort of getting, cutting to the chase here because you haven't mentioned it. Happy birthday, Corey! Because yes, it was my birthday yesterday. You haven't said anything, but that's <laughs> thanks, Jane. Oh. Jane, could you sing? could, no, could I, you just? <laughs> I, did, I did. I did one better. I did present you with a gift. No, as no, you I was about. In. I was about to get to that. It's, it's, I, I now have three gifts for my birthday. It's been even like a non-gift. I said. Went, I, said I said to the family." Social isolation doesn't mean no gifts. Oh, I did actually say to the family, no gifts this year. I'm being unfair. I'm being rude. Oh, so but you've Sally, been a martyr when you've told me. But, but Sally um, texts to say happy birthday, as did Al from London. And uh, I said to Sally, it's just so bizarre how life has changed in that two weeks. I'm going to adopt that party, I'm going to pretend it was my birthday party because it was the last social occasion I've been to with a group of people.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably Isn't right. That, it's
1: just so sad. the things that have been cancelled, and as I said last week, the weddings and so and and funerals, dare I say, there's a family funeral in our family that is being organised, and they can have a maximum of eight people, yeah, which is just terrible.
0: yeah, it's some um, and small weddings, weddings down to ten people, you know, um Corey, my
1: challenge is gone for the time being. Oh, yes, of course, unless, I give, you a, a, unless I give you a facial. So but mine is still um, – I'm onward with this, Carol and Jane, you'll be pleased to know. So my thing of n- not saving anything for best uh, is absolutely – Never has doing. it rung more true. <laughs> well, when you're at home and you're looking at that pretty outfit thinking, well, I only wore that one once on summer, you could wear it when you and your husband have the baked beans on toast. I don't know, but – I did receive uh, yesterday from my darling daughter, Coco, uh, a bunch of flowers and a beautiful, beautiful cake of soap, which must have cost her a lot of money just looking at the packaging. But it is stunning. And you know what? This morning I used it. Well Sorry. that's
0: that is when that is a good tip about soap because how often do you get given beautiful soap? I remember a friend and giving me And it goes me,
1: off or and, goes a bit stale. Well she it? said
0: to me don't put it away please put it in the shower and use it now or put it in the bathroom. Well that's good. Um, I was once
1: regifted a beautiful I bought this uh 100 years ago I was in Paris. Gosh that seems like such a long time ago doesn't it <laughs> that we traveled places. And I went to the, I found this really beautiful uh, little, I don't know what they're called, those boutiques where they sell soaps and things like that. They have a particular name. And I came home with half a dozen of these to give to girlfriends and everything, gave one of these soaps. About six months later, one of the girlfriends to whom I'd given a cake of soap came over for dinner. This friend arrived and said, Oh, here's your hostess gift. And I knew her well enough to say, I think that's the one I gave to you about eight months ago. Really? Has that happened to any parties? I'd be very interested to know when you gift something and then it's re-gifted, but gifted back to you. Sin of
0: sins. I remember back when I hosted the afternoon program on 3AW, authors would come in and give you a copy of their books, and I'd say, Oh, thanks, thinking perfect for, you know, whoever. And they'll go, Oh, let me sign it to Carol. And I'm like, Oh, just sign it. You don't. <laughs> then it was pretty obvious. Corrie, we're about to do our um, 10 ways to stay happy in isolation, but would I just want really, to ask you. We,
1: oh, sorry, God, I was going to I say we to, need, we've got a bit of housekeeping, but yes, um, ask well, me whatever you're going to ask well,
0: me. Well, I, I think we'll, we'll look at the housekeeping. We're going to do a special bonus episode this week, as we will every week on GLTs. And thank you for all of your responses. But thank you to Ms. Jane Miller on Instagram, who loved episode 119, a chatty reminder of the community when we're all feeling fraught. And another Jane, Jane Horn, via Facebook. She said, A great show, girls. We'll be thrilled to be bunkering down Is with that the great book show suggestions. Girls, as in
1: we're show girls? A great da, da, show, da, bum girls. Da, 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 bum
0: Jane Horn's boarding school is now closed and next week she's an online teacher and she is really looking forward to reading the books that you recommended. And, Corrie, it could be worse. We could be homeschooling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a nightmare that would be. A customer said that to me yesterday. She said, thank Christ we don't have any little kids we have to look after. <laughs> but before, I,
0: before you start the isolation tips... Have you got – is there one oh, – because I've got one, I'm sure you do, and there's been a moment for all of us when you actually realised, you actually went, this has changed. Yeah. Not just for a few months. But yep. For, and what was well, that?
1: It, well, it, well, it was all of yesterday, Carol, and it was for the very selfish reason of birthday. Uh, I, I stress, I am not saying I am the most popular person in the world. I, I say that um, in all sincerity, but we all do receive the odd note or the phone call or let's catch up or so I had three little things planned over the weekend, including the family lunch, which was going to be at a restaurant in Melbourne. and then when we were worried about it last week, it moved to Ballarat, and then so we could have it in the home environment of Cheka and Charlie. and then on Friday we pulled the pin on that. And we're all deeply distraught about that because we haven't seen each other and I haven't hugged those grandchildren for ages. So that was awful. And the birthday, lots and lots of birthday phone calls, but no catch up. We had to cancel, you know, a couple of friends were having lunch yesterday, had to cancel that. Uh, I just, I really felt um, a, a huge sadness. And then if the day couldn't get worse... My son, Will, who has just started a great job with the AFL, of course, was told the good news yesterday, that he's uh, off the books, as were 80% of their workforce. So Will, who pretty much all of his adult life has really looked at the AFL as the premier sporting body with, with which he wanted to work, yep. all of a sudden, as you know, Kara, because you've been such a great mentor to him in this area... There is no job there and his particular role in charge of media for VFL football includes country, community footy, VFL, all of the little towns like Hamilton or, uh, you know, wherever it might be, Upper Beaconsfield or just all these places come to mind where these little... um, these little groups com- combine together to create a football club that might be over hundred years old. What does everybody do now in that country town? Oh,
0: my, f- my father is absolutely shattered, more shattered about the Sorrento Sharks not having a season, certainly at least until June and probably beyond, than that even the Tigers not playing.
1: It's such a ritual for so many oh, of it's the people it, it, in it's the town. A, it,
0: is a, it is a punctuation mark of every single week from That's April shocking. until September.
1: And as we said last week, so many associated businesses and the and the money that it will bring into a local economy so will's been very involved with that and he may still do that on some sort of volunteer basis but that was my birthday so what's been your big moment oh well well, one was was going to the mcg last
0: thursday night and you know being sir, being totally you're always searched but the wristband the signature leaving your signature in your car in case it had to be removed for quarantine reasons sitting alone in where i normally sit with mum and Claremore Rose and, you know, Anna from the op shop and her mum and maybe her daughter Ruby and just sitting there on my own and the lack of noise except for the players yelling at each other. I mean, there was absolutely no way they could have kept going like that. I mean, and they will have to if the game does start again. But the other one was just going to the supermarket this morning at 7am and I haven't done any panic buying. But for the first time, I felt like I was in a scene from On the Beach the empty shelves, the people serving you in masks looking quite nervous and edgy, Um, the occasional just how are you going, are you all right, the two people per aisle, the
1: dots on the floor just something. It was quite surreal. We've never seen it in our lifetime. To just add a bit of a humorous edge to that supermarket story, Caro, last week I rocked up to Rosie the trainer at 6.30 and we crossed wires and she wasn't there. So after 10 minutes I drove home and thought, "Oh, I'll call into the supermarket. It opens at 7.00. Good idea. So I arrive and there are a couple of people on the door, officials, looking at people, but they didn't take one even one glance at me so I go in and get a couple of essentials come back and as I'm coming back through the doors I hear one of the people saying but why can't I come in one of the customers and the lady says oh because this is for the seniors shopping moment this is for the 60s and over and I was so affronted not only (laughs) not only did they not check to see if I had any (laughs) <laughs> what you're
0: you're upset Jake's because you're, you're up. upset because they thought you might well, be. Well, they 60.
1: didn't ask for any ID. They clearly <laughs> thought I was sixty. And just let me go through. They didn't even look me up and down like, oh, she could be possibly under the age of sixty. No, nah, straight through. Oh yeah, people. I was have, so upset in not look
0: sixty. You're not sixty. Don't worry. And According when you do turn the supermarket sixty, people, I am. Well, make the most really of it. I've, I've never. I've had friends who are sixty who've never been happier. I've got to say, there was a horrible moment in the supermarket the other day where a lady I know was stocking up for food for her bottle shop, and someone said to her, "Oh, stocking up, I see." And she said, yes, for my shop. And the other woman said, oh, sure, of course you are.
1: Um, Oh. You see, now, ever since I said last week, Caro, that the world is so clearly divided between the people who are nice and the people who are assholes, haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed exactly? The behaviour of the asshole people is consistent and goes through the day. Do they get into bed at night and think, I feel a lot better today that I just abused that elderly citizen, that I told that woman, Hands off the frozen peas. You can only have one packet. Do I feel better about myself? Really? I've got... um, I I did manage to get
0: my hands on some chicken mince this morning. It's been the first time in a week, and so we're going to get our special guest Clementine in to tell us what to do with it in a moment. Corrie, I'll kick it off, and then you've got quite a few, but 10 ways to stay happy in isolation. This is partly with thanks to our friend Trudy, our Cornish Walker friend Trudy. She said... Don't spend all day in your tracker gear or your pyjamas. Get up, have a shower, which I clearly haven't adhered to this morning. (laughs) But I would add to that, dress for dinner, television. I remember my
1: mother Peggy saying to me when I had my very first child and I came home from hospital and she said, don't be one of those women who hang around in your dressing gown all day. Best bit of advice. <laughs> well, if you recall, if I was I always I was always up and dressed. That was my thing. You know, do that seven AM or six AM feed. Put the baby back to bed. Get up, have the shower, put on your makeup. T- make your bed, always make your bed and tidy your house and then you feel good about the day no matter what unfolds. Even if you can't leave, if, especially because and you can't And in social leave. isolation, I mean, even this morning I had a bath to come here to see you today with my brand-new soap. Uh, I just think we've just got to really well. to a routine. I, th- I think that's a great tip. Go on, you give me a couple. Well, mine's probably pretty obvious given my occupation but now is a time more than ever probably in your life that you should be reading books. Uh, They are not very expensive. They will give you hours of entertainment. If a group of you in the house or a group of friends are actually reading the same book at the same time, you can have your own kind of Facebooky, FaceTimes, whatever you do, or email contact about how you feel about the book or a WhatsApp group. And, of course, bookshops like mine, well, we're recording this, I have to say, on Tuesday the 24th of March. So the situation could change later today or tomorrow or anything, but at the moment bookshops are allowed to stay open. Uh, Some have chosen to close, but we are staying open, taking all the possible precautions we yet can. But the big thing that all bookshops in Melbourne are pushing are home delivery, in our case free home delivery within 20 kilometres of the shop. So ring your bookshop, somebody will pick up the phone, talk through what you're after if you don't know what you want. Even if you just say, I want a few crime novels, what's new? Just get onto them. So that would be my tip, Caro. Every
0: coffee that I don't have from now on until my favourite baristas are back at work, I'm going to put the equivalent of money into the bank. So oh, what you, a
1: great idea! So every four dollars or three
0: dollars eighty or four dollars fifty, and let's face it, I sometimes have more than one coffee. I'm just going to make a little pile. And every, you know how at the um, well, certainly at the ANZ, there's a thing now you can just chuck change into that thing, and they know what it is. So that's I, a great
1: idea. Yeah. So that's um that's one for me. Have you got another one? Yes, I have. It's really important, and I did notice this yesterday on birthday day that we talk to our family as much as we can. So I know this might oh, are seem... Kidding? Are you kidding? We've got no choice. <laughs> They're we living with it. No, not not in everyone's case, We can't Caro. see... It. No. Not well, in everyone's of, case. Excuse me, one of mine's on the other side of the world, but the ones... We're seeing a lot more of them than we normally do. <laughs> well, not in every single case. That's not happening. So, for example, my, you know, part of my family are in Ballarat and we are FaceTiming as often as we can. And even though it seems the bleeding obvious, it is amazing how that chat or that quick check-in a couple of times a day through or four times a day just really helps everyone through the day so keep doing it guys um another one for me
0: is mastering technology never has that been more important never has my sort of oh it'll work out on the day I'm I hate it I don't understand it been less relevant and more pig-headed and stupid we're now doing our age podcast the real footy podcast um remotely and did I, I knew that the computer I use now doesn't have the right Chrome thing, whatever it is. I didn't understand it. I had to go in yesterday with a very nice chap, Cormac from the age, who sorted it out with me and each other. Don't at, you hate having IT lessons? at, at a distance? Them. No, well, we worked out a way I could do it. I've worked out how to wear the little microphone. We need to get better at this because we need to keep talking to people. So master technology and never has that Watch been out, more Ms. important. Watch out, Jane,
1: you'll be out of a job soon. But, but, no, but it, it no. Caroline never, n- Wilson's production. Never
0: Never has Miss Jane been more important, but but also for older people who, you know, they're sending out emails about everything. Well, my mum doesn't read her emails. You know, anyway, have you got another one? Fair enough.
1: Yep. Workouts and yoga at home. So there are lots of apps you can follow. Uh, There's a girl called, I think her name is Shona Virtue. She's on my phone. I haven't got my phone here, so I can't check it. I think that's her name, V-I-R-T-U-E. Uh, there are a lot of course caro and Jane, you remember last year one of my uh, monthly challenges was to take up yoga well i have taken it up with a bit of a vengeance i'm not very good and of course my yoga studio in melbourne has closed the one down at the beach is still opening is still open at this stage but um, with lots of distance between people fewer mats all of that stuff but get onto an app stay fit stay healthy Yes,
0: my gym group has been working out in the park, but I think those, those days are numbers. I would add to that, go for a long walk every day for as long as you can because things will shut down and there yes, will be a true. point that you probably won't be allowed to go outside and have a jog. I've just got one more, Corrie, and this sort of ties in with everything you've just said, but one good turn every day. Yes. Is that the girl guides or the scouts? Uh, was that their mantra, do one good turn every day? I scouts, think was. I think. Well, I was a girl guide. I can't remember. Oh, no, Maybe I, it was both. I, I did brownies for about three weeks and thought it was so boring. Oh, I loved girl guides for a brief period, but then I grew out of it. Anyway, just do a good turn every day. Whether it's give someone something, hand over you you know that extra pack of wipes that you might have seen somewhere or found somewhere, give someone a good tip. Just do something nice. Well, Carol, for someone I'm else.
1: actually just to add to your point there. Uh, Daughter Coco came up with for this list. She came up with this great idea. A lot of us have hoarded food that perhaps we don't need, like five jars of peanut butter. <clears throat> not looking at anybody in particular in my family, um, but you don't need five jars of peanut butter. So why not give a couple to the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre or cans of food or anything that you've overstocked? The Asylum Seeker Resource Centre will take your uh, little bits and pieces there. Yes, we've we've got a big bag which I was a bit sad when Clem took away my
0: new washing powder the other day and said, no, no, that's going to somewhere else. I said, oh, but I just bought it. Um, Miss Jane's back. She just had to open the dishwasher. So sorry about that background noise, everyone. <laughs> On oh, Jane, there's steam going everywhere. It was nearly finished anyway.
1: Um, Jane, I think... It makes it very, very down to earth if we do that. Can I just add a couple more? Eat healthy and drink lots and lots of water. Don't check the news too much, but if you do, make sure it's ABC Radio or ABC Television because they are really specialising in facts. Uh, make sourdough bread. I was thinking of your daughter Rose when I thought of that, Caro. Re- oh, yeah. Clem's reorganize. got a sourdough starter. Just started up. Reorganise your photos <laughs> in your phone album. All the fo- all those photos that are on your phone, start dealing with them and get rid of them. You know, put them onto your laptop. Uh, get crafty. Make your own gift cards and wrapping paper, which I used to love to do. Buy a jigsaw puzzle. You can't get one in Melbourne anywhere. And I've got onto the <laughs> supplies and they said, Corey we won't have any jigsaw puzzles back in stock for a month, but just keep trying. Create a little herb patch, even if you have a balcony.
0: Oh, I've got more on that in my in our special GLT breakout Coco episode. Coco's
1: housemates went out and came home with a ping-pong table. I don't know where they found it, but they now have a ping-pong table at home. And uh, Laura, my dear friend Laura in Sydney, who's now down in Melbourne isolating with her friends, her family, she said, set up a mini golf course around your house. Well, I suppose that helps your putting practice. Please don't say that
0: with my husband in earshot. <laughs> He's not in earshot, but don't listen, Brendan. Wouldn't that be fun? Corey? Welcome to my last 30 years. Are you joking? We've had a... Our bedroom has been a putting green since the day I got married.
1: I have to... Actually, I've got a tip, but I'm going to save it for our, our bonus episode tips. I've got the best tip about isolating at home. Anyway, I'll leave that for another time.
0: One thing I... Corrie says don't check the news too much. Probably... Best not to look at your superannuation anyway, you know, either. Just,
1: Jesus, <laughs> just at the moment, at my age, coming up, rising, whatever. Now, Caro, I want to talk to you about the footy. So, you put on the Cornballs, the Cornish Walkers. What WhatsApp a photo of you solo, alone, forlorn at the uh, at the MCG the other night? How was it? How do you explain oh, how it was?
0: Well, it it was just awful. As I said earlier, it was it was like a ghost game. It wasn't. It was. I thought it would be nice just to see the Tigers run out, but it really just felt weird. Um, It felt weird for the players. There were were some really good moments. Do you Um, know what I
1: loved? I loved hearing players of this level. It just took me back to under 10s when Will would play, kick it to me, kick it to me. You can suddenly oh, hear the they players talk. I said you normally to, um, never hear them talking. Well, no, I said, uh, Brendan Gale, the
0: Richmond CEO, was. Um, I was chatting to um, I'm talking a lot to club CEOs at the moment. His son said to him, Dad, I had no idea they all talk so much. Yeah, they true, talk much more than in junior footy. Incredible. And the lame sledges and some of the hot, stupid comments. <laughs> anyway, it's. I think when footy, do, if footy does come back and – there's every chance the season won't go ahead, but let's hope that it does in some form. Um, my colleague at Footy Classified, Craig Hutchison, and I guess overall producer in a sense of this podcast would say that um, maybe it'll come back when everybody gets sick, because you know when 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 it's when the health services are not so stressed and under pressure. The only thing I will say about football is that it is so weird ringing up people for stories and then feeling that that is so insignificant compared to... And when I say stories about the state of things, so many of all of our contacts have lost their jobs because more than 80% of footy clubs have been laid off, some forever. Um, They'll never... Football had so much fat. It will never be the way... It will never be the way it was again.
1: Which could... Possibly is not a bad thing, Carol, but I was... uh, I must say I was quite admiring of my son Will yesterday when he was uh, told, look, the job's not there... He he just said, it could be worse, Mum. You know, like I could be in just absolute dire straits here with no skills, no nothing, and there's no job. I've got, you know, a family, mortgage. Thankfully, I don't have the mortgage issue. The car's paid off. You know, I... I, Oh, yeah, we say that here every day. Football does... We are so lucky. We're all so lucky. Football does, in a way, kind of... Pale into insignificance, except it doesn't, because we love it, and it's an industry, and as you said, it employs so many people, and it is just such a part of the fabric of our Melbourne community and nationally. Really, well, that, well the, the it danger would be shocking is shocking
0: if it just didn't come back. The danger is that clubs won't maybe won't survive. That mergers will be back on the table. That um, the, the the black hole is even with a government guaranteed bank loan which will be a lifeline for the clubs. You know, the AFL had a future fund. The only good thing they did was take money out of that future fund to buy Marvel Stadium so they have something against which to borrow. That's worth at least a billion dollars, probably more. People who worked in the industry at clubs will never work there again. You know, the AFL employed two pretty high-powered people just in the last month, left really good jobs to come to the AFL. They're gone. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to quantify the magnitude of what might happen to football and how it might look next year, but it is just so, so serious. And, you know, issues like lack of crowds. The the other big issue, and as we sit here today, I hope this is a short-term thing, but I think the players are being bloody-minded. They've offered to take a 50% pay cut, but only from now till the end of May when they're not playing. They've already earned 40% of their annual wage because football pays, as Peter Gordon pointed out on Classified the other night, the Hawthorne, the Bulldogs president, they're paid in advance. Also, so does it
1: start when the season November one ends. is from ah, when they okay.
0: paid? Because that's so, when season officially begins. Yeah, so Training, channel, yeah. channel Seven have stopped paying because they don't. Have, they've already paid twenty five percent of their annual rights figure. They won't, and so Fox Footy, they won't pay any more till at least you get another five, six, seven, or well, probably ten games under their belt. So the players. When the queues – and we've all driven past Centrelink in recent days – the queues at Centrelink, the people who've lost their livelihoods, the people in the industry, more than 80% who've lost their jobs, certainly temporarily, and the players are saying they're only prepared at this point to take 50% pay cut between now and the end of May, which is such a small amount of money is, is not good. Anyway... You well have... it
1: was it was a funny it was a funny bizarro day on Sunday, Caro, because I went and played golf in the morning just to get well, I don't even know whether I'm gonna be able to do that anymore, but it it was sort of a good way to get some fresh air and came back and thought, great, Hawks on telly. Got to half time, things are looking pretty interesting. And then Gillan McGoughlin comes on and says, there's going to be no more footy hook. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wish the, the back half of that game was just, oh, I could hardly talk. I was so depressed. And then we won. I couldn't even sing the song with the boys. I just felt so and flat. And Sean
0: Burgoyne, who played such a great yeah. game with he, he might never play again now. That's
1: oh, so sad. I know it, um,
0: Yeah, sense. look, it, it had to happen. Um, the minute we got to Saturday, I thought, no, it, it was well-intended, this decision, but the example that was set when you looked at all those people at Bondi and, you know, the the message Footy was sending was it's okay to be close to each other and touch each other. It had to end. Mm. Now, Corrie, you have a crush.
1: I do, Carol, and it's a pretty bleeding obvious crush this week. I would like to say that my crush is or are all the healthcare workers in Australia who are working above and beyond. Yesterday in the shop... I had a really beautiful piece of music on, and we're only allowing two or three people in at a time. And there was a girl, a woman, probably in her late 20s, up at the back of the shop in the children's section. And she came back down to the counter and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, I'm so sorry, I've been up the back of the shop listening to that piece of music. It just made me cry. And I said, Oh, it is beautiful. She said, No, really, I'm embarrassed. I have been so overwhelmed. She said, I'm a nurse and she named the hospital where she's working, and I just, my heart went out to her. Um, There are so many stories of of bravery, so many doctors coming out of retirement, so many people working above and beyond. Thank you for putting your lives on the line to crush this virus. And I must say, something rather lovely is happening in Paris at the moment, Caro. At 8pm every night, the streets ring out with applause for Mm. the health workers, for all the medical workers. So everybody stands on their balcony because they're in isolation there, a bit like the Italians singing a couple of weeks ago, and they come out onto their balconies and they just, a round of applause for about a minute. Oh, isn't that lovely? And the medical workers say it is just the most affirming, wonderful thing. So they are my crush of the week, doctors and nurses and everybody else in the game. Well done, you. Actually, Ross and
0: John and 3AW are doing it every morning for everyone out, including not only the health workers, but also supermarket workers and bookshop police, owners, <laughs> policemen, anyone who's trying to keep things ticking along. Um, we're going to go to BSF. It's a
1: comfort edition. Have you got a book for me? Well, I've got, I, I have a few. I thought what I would do, Carol, is, uh, and you. I know you'll want to jump in on this as well, but just thinking about what I would call comfort reading uh, in other words, a series or a book that you can really get your teeth into. And I realised yesterday when I was looking at Kate Atkins' Life After Life, which is one of yours and my favourite novels, really wonderful, set pretty much from um, right through the 20th century from World War I onto World War II following a family. Um, I realised I hadn't re- read the sequel to that.
0: A God in Ruins. I have
1: not read it. It's oh, sitting it's there fantastic. on the bookshelf at the shop. It's yeah. not as
0: good, but it's almost as good. It's, People say it's great. that. Great.
1: I, I and I, you know how much I love Kate Atkinson. I, I just suddenly thought I have never read this book, so that's on the list. Obviously, Elizabeth Jane Howard. I've got to start number three and keep going through the Casale series. Oh, you there. haven't finished them, you lucky no, thing. I, no. <laughs> Oh, Isn't it the Castlevale Chronicles! Oh, <laughs> I love word. it when people are envious of your reading. And then I also then I was looking again through the shelves, and I saw *The Count of Monte Cristo* by Alexandre Dumas, which I remember reading when I was about twenty, and it was a holiday up in Queensland. The book weighs a brick, I have to say. Don't but don't get it in a Kindle, please. Come and buy it from a bookshop. But it is a fantastic for men and women of all ages. What a rollicking, fab- fabulous book that is! And then all the Nancy Mitfords, you know. Love in a Cold Climate, Don't Tell Alfred. Pursuit of Love. Yeah, the all blessing. of those. <laughs> yep, and that pig pork pie or whatever it is, the Christmas one, which is hilarious, one of her funniest ones. I can't think of the name of it. But full Nancy Mitfords will get you through uh, this Tough time. What about you? Well, the only one that I would add, and I've never read
0: any of them, and it will continue well beyond where the series left off, are the Winston Graham series of Paul Dark.
1: Oh yes,
0: because it, it, you know, the the characters we know, Paul Dark and Demilza, that Ross, Ross, Ross. They, they sort of, they I think they died pretty early on in the series. It's the and children it's,
1: that go on, and yes. the
0: grandchildren, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: But do you think you can read a book like that and not think of the actor who plays Ross Paul Dark?
0: Apparently, they're beautiful. Beautiful, beautifully written books. They are
1: lovely. and I always worry I'm gonna have that in my head, you know. Like reading Harry Potter and saying,
0: Look, maybe in a few months I'll be going back to January. swallows and Amazons. I don't know. It'll be Arthur Ransom. I mean, certainly Mary Stewart. I don't think we there's it's good time to test your brain. It's also a good time to give your brain some
1: comfort. Yes. Um now have you, have you got a screen? I've got some comfort screen as well. Go ahead. Well, I have to say Again, continuing to delight me, the ongoing current series of Doc Martin, ABC Saturday Nights at 7.30. Love, 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 love. Back to its finest. It dipped a bit there for a couple of years, but it's back in full steam ahead. Kevin MacLeod, Grand Designs. I can't get enough of it at the moment. Just another house on a Cornish coastline. Just another couple who are just... Yes, we've gone over our budget. Yeah, that, <laughs> Kevin looking smug. Well, how much have we gone over the budget by? That
0: certainly is fantasy watching <laughs> and, um, at the moment. And Coco
1: suggested call the midwife, which is great. You'll be in tears every time. And then oh. I did remember, Caro, uh, at a sad moment. Uh, I, was, uh, I was in Europe in 2014 when the Malaysia Flight 16 from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur was shot down over the Ukraine and nearly 300 people were killed on that plane and it was terrifying to hear that and then as i was getting on a plane the next day made you a bit shaky i'm shaky at the best of the times when i fly and i watched four harry potter movies back to back well, comfort, well, comfort movies. Well, I'm I, 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 I mean, whenever in doubt, just
0: watch Harry Potter. Well, I've always felt a bit guilty and my daughter, Rose, has made me feel a bit guilty because, you know, she adored the books and really, was really disappointed I never got into them the way she did. I only read one and that was at her urging. So maybe that's another one maybe. for these times. So I what did, would you be watching? Old movies. Seriously, now's the time for Meet Me in St. Louis. Now's the time for All About Eve, the Lady Eve. Maybe not On the Beach. No, I felt like I've been in on the beach. In fact, <laughs> what was that really good on our book club WhatsApp? Um, please note the post apocalyptic apocalyptical a- section, fiction section, has been moved to current affairs. <laughs> that was in a British bookshop. I've got a list, but I think you've been you've done a fantastic list. So that's enough for now. And there's so much good stuff on TV because they they started making it a long time ago. So I reckon we've got enough to get us through when you look at Stan, at Netflix, um, SBS On Demand. Um, Now, we're going to get a special guest in now, Clementine Donoghue. Now, Clem, before we move on to a couple of vegetarian recipes that Corrie's going to go on with and my quince jelly triumph from last week.
2: Can't wait.
0: You've been cooking for us for the last few... You cook for us a lot anyway, but you've really come into your own during this terrible drama. Tell us what you're going to... What are you going to cook for me next?
2: Well, I've been sautéing a lot to alleviate a lot of stress and anxiety, and I I highly recommend it to a lot of people. Um, But what I'm cooking is spicy chicken lettuce wraps because I understand that you've Come into some procured, chicken procured mince. Procure some mince. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she knocked the little old lady over.
0: No, to, I, I said to, to the man it. at the how much am I allowed? He goes, a kilo. I said, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're in luck. This recipe only needs half a kilo of chicken mince. It's quite healthy. It's kind of like a take on a sanchoy bao. Um, so it has soy sauce, dark brown sugar, fish sauce, sambal oilek, which is like a chili paste, but you can just use sriracha or whatever you've got, um, a neutral flavoured oil, um like vegetable oil but don't be fussy because you know we're in the middle of a pandemic um three spring onions two garlic cloves and some salt and then you mix all the sauces and the sugar together in a small bowl you heat heat up your pan you add the spring onions and the garlic you saute that for a bit chuck in all the chicken season with salt break it up so it gets like nice you get some nice crispy bits And then you just add the sauce in and then just serve it in like lettuce. Or you can add vermicelli noodles or, you know,
0: free stuff. That is going on our show notes. It's delish. Before, Before we say goodbye to you, Corrie, as you know, all our herbs are coming into harvest. And the other night I just picked everything at Clem's instruction from the garden. I picked tarragon, parsley, chives, mint and basil. And you made the most incredible salsa verde, which we had on our steak. Now tell me what you did with that.
2: Well, you just use any flat, um, what do you call them, soft herbs. So no rosemary or oregano in this one. So we yep. used mint, chives, basil, but you can mix it up. Tarragon. Yeah, and then you just get whatever. Dill vi- if you've got it. Yeah, and whatever vinegar you have. So we use red wine and then olive oil and then you want something salty. So if you're vego, don't use anchovies, but I think they make You could do capers, it. couldn't you? Yeah, so we did a bit of caper, a bit of anchovies and then some salt and some lemon zest.
1: And also, remember, our friend Mary used to have that as a bean, but that was basically her bean recipe. Bean so she'd salad, cook up the beans and which she'd had toss red it. Onion but she'd toss it with vinegar and oil, And it so preserves it well. them. So yeah, you can have great. them in
2: the fridge yeah. when oh, you're bunkering you down.
1: More tips yeah. galore, um, Clem. I want to congratulate you. I hope your partner Will isn't listening because you've organised a surprise for his birthday. You assured me that he doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Sees enough of Carol on Friday night roast. Uh, but you've uh, put together and I, this is a really good tip again for people at home during this time. And you say Reggie turns twenty six a la casa. This is your <laughs> <So menu."> lame. <laughs> no, it's really Well sweet. I have to
2: cancel our fancy dinner yes, out. I'm sorry. So, so you
1: don't mind if I read this out no, do it's you fine. I think go it's go so ahead. beautiful. So this Will's mother so, Wendy
0: might be listening so Wendy, don't, don't say, say a word.
1: So this is a lovely little piece of paper that Clem has designed, and it says, "On arrival, Everly cocktail." Because they're now course, delivering
2: now. Just an FYI, if you oh want to really? get your cocktail fix.
1: Yeah. Main course tipo zero. I can't even read this. tipo zero casseretci well with done. sausage cassarecci, ragu yeah. and radicchio, <laughs> and
2: roast broccoli with lemon garlic and panga. Pangritato, what's that? Like crispy bread comes with herbs, and it's like the poor man's parmesan. You put love it on, it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of the, of, <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. Then you have a cheese course, and you've noted what the cheeses are, and homemade <laughs> quince paste, which I'm impressed with, and baked. And then for pudding, you have baked white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake, and then to drink, you're serving a
2: 2014 Radicon. Oslave. Yeah, what it didn't cost. I know. Oh, well.
0: (laughs) Are you getting the cheese from Maker and Munger?
2: Yes. So they are still considered essential. So they're open for trade, which is awesome because everyone needs a bit of cheese when they're hunkering down. And I've instructed Reggie that he has to wear a suit. And I'm gonna dress up. Oh, that's so romantic. We'll make sure
0: we're not at home. We'll go. Where will we go?
2: I just think it's. I just think.
1: I just think it's such a great idea, Clem, to do that. And we should all do that for our loved ones. Have a date night.
2: Get the nice tablecloth out.
1: The nice cutlery. All of it. I agree.
2: Good on you. Thanks, guys. We
1: might gate crash and just come around for drinks. (laughs) Clem, thank
0: you.
2: Thanks, no Clem.
0: Back to work. Back to your yeah, home office. Go. Thank you very much. Um, now, Cara, Cor-
1: did you have something to do with quinces that you wanted to talk about? Yes.
0: So you know, and there's a little jar in your in your birthday oh, gift pack, Cory. I can't
1: wait to explore. So,
0: so remember, Trudy was a bit dubious that I'd pick my quinces too early. But as it happens, the less ripe quinces are the ones you want to make quince jelly. This is not quince paste; it's quince jelly. I've never made it. I was really worried it wasn't going to work. I couldn't hang around long enough to make sure it turned to jelly. But by the time I went back to the fridge a few days later, it was jelly. So you get eight quinces and then you get a kilo of caster sugar, three and a half litres of water and one vanilla bean split. You boil the lot up. You boil the lot up. Miss Jane's holding it. See, it's a little bit wobbly, but it is jelly. See, look it. at it. Look at I the dark pink look color. At the color, it's beautiful. So you boil it for a couple of hours. You, you boil it. Actually, you boil it for an hour. I think was it a couple of no, maybe two hours, and then you sit it on muslin into a thing and you don't squeeze the into muslin into a bowl,
1: thing, do you into mean? A bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. so you put it in a colander with the muslin over it and a, bl- a brand new chucks super wipe is just as good and you let it all drip down but you don't squeeze it you can save the leftover mushy quincy stuff if you want but i just put it in the compost bin and then um the strained liquid you then put back into a clean saucepan or big pot and you boil it for two hours skimming as you go because it gets a white Wow. It gets a white... What
1: a perfect thing to do at this time when everybody's kind of stuck at home and, then and not to running ma- around.
0: then to make sure it's ready to set, you put a teaspoon on a chilled saucer, which you've had in the freezer. Put it in the freezer for about a minute, two, two minutes. If it comes out a bit rubbery with a bit of a skin, you know it's turned to jelly. Now, mine wasn't quite doing that, but I noticed it's gone. It's not like a stiff jelly, but it's sort of wobbly. And I've also managed to get my hands on, or my mum has, which she's out of her freezer, a butterflied leg of lamb. So that is what I'm going to be eating over the next few days.
1: Oh, how yum. How yum. Well, look, Caro and Jane, I, we had a, um, a message from somebody who said, Hi, I love the podcast with Caro, and I'm trying to support as many small businesses as possible in this very difficult time. Well done to you, Sarah. And Sarah goes on to say, some vegetarian recipes would be great if you have any, as it's not always easy to get meat these days. And I could not agree more with you on that one, Sarah. So my little tip, I mean, Clem had some great ideas there, but this is just a really good basic uh, pasta um, sauce, if you like. Four slices of sourdough bread, two tablespoons of olive oil, three garlic cloves, chopped, one cup of flat leaf parsley, chopped, 500 grams of spaghetti preferably two bunches of broccolini trimmed and halved one long red chili de-seeded a grated zest of two lemons plus the wedges one cup of grated parmesan and what you do is you tear the bread into small pieces put them on the baking tray in a bit of oil so they go that nice crispy thing after about 10 minutes you remove them from the oven, let them cool, and then place in the food processor with one-third of the garlic and like half a cup of parsley and pulse away. Cook the pasta, add the broccolini for the final minute of cooking, drain it all, put the, um, put the then put oil in the fry pan, add your chilli, your zest, the remaining garlic, cook it all up for 30 seconds, add the drained broccolini and the pasta, toss it all through and put on the rest of the parsley parsley and the parmesan absolutely delicious serve it with lemon wedges there you go now, wow. Caro, what are we Yum. up to now? I'm we're, lost. We're up,
0: we're, we're up to grumpy. I'm so
1: hungry. <laughs> My stomach is... Can you hear it rumbling? All this talk about food. Oh, no,
0: that sounds absolutely delicious. I want to
1: come on Clem's date night.
0: <laughs> oh, won't it, oh no, won't it be fun? I'll,
1: Hi, I'll, I'm here.
0: <laughs> I'll have to work out how to keep away.
1: Um, you're grumpy, I gather.
0: Corrie, I'm grumpy because I can't have cold drinks anymore. And this is just a small sacrifice to make I know... But it's time to stop with the ice water and the gin and tonics and anything that you have ice blocks in. I've just read this again and again and again on medical advice. It is time for hot drinks, for hot toddies, for hot soups. Every hospital I talk to and every bit of medical advice I'm receiving is that you have to keep drinking hot drinks and broths and soups are included in that. It's sort of sad because we knew, we felt we'd had a dud summer anyway. Never has the weather been less relevant. But it's time to stop drinking any cold drinks. So
1: that's what you're grumpy about. No more GNTs. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you sort of need
0: one in these tough times because ice water is something that we've been told to avoid. We've been told to drink only hot things, that and it amazing. does I didn't actually it does actually kill the virus. Never has it been better. For example, Corrie, to go and sunbake. Vitamin D is really good there at the you moment.
1: Go. Now, Carol, six quick questions. What was it like working with Eddie Maguire the other night for the first time? I'm sorry I didn't get to see it. I was asleep.
0: Well, of all the baptisms of fire, I mean, there was so much stuff to talk about. The um, so called, much vaunted and promoted Caro v. Eddie never really went ahead because. This is your new Channel 9 show with Eddie. Footy classified. So on Wednesday night. So so we're doing the show live at the moment for however long we can keep doing it. And. Eddie had just come from one of probably 100 hookups he's had as part of this sort of so-called AFL wartime cabinet they've set up involving four commissioners and four presidents. He's one of the presidents. He was able to break some pretty interesting news about um, a line of credit from the state government of around $250 million that the AFL was trying to secure. And the situation is so dire that personal stuff just didn't really... Come into it. He does like a chat, Ed, and he probably
1: said a lot more than anyone else. I'm not um, and, and that's the way he rolls. What but, will happen um, with those two shows, Carol, If there's no football to talk about, will you and he just get into argy bargy, or oh no? Look, st- he, do I the don't shows know go going ahead. What's going to happen? I don't, none of us know what's going to happen. Oh, the show
0: will last bizarre, as long as it, it possibly can. My view is at the moment that there is heaps to talk about, but that will change. Corey, what are the top? 10 best-selling books in Australia right now.
1: I thought potties might enjoy this list, particularly if they're looking for something to read during these interesting times. And it's very unusual, Caro, that you have a $45 hardcover, 800-and-something page book as the number one best-selling book in Australia. But Hilary Mantel's The Mirror and the Light is it it's the third in the wolf fall series so that's amazing the second bestseller you won't be surprised to hear is the good turn by dervila McTiernan. you talked about that last week in last week's episode number three is dark emu by bruce pascoe number four where the crawdad sing delia owens still going well a year and a half later number five bluey easter fun <laughs> Bingo! Um, I'm obsessed. And number six is Fast Asleep by Dr. Michael Mosley. I think probably in a couple of weeks, given the anxiety out there, that will go to maybe number two. Number seven is a cracker of a book, Carol. I haven't read it yet, but it's getting really good feedback. It's uh, it's a nonfiction by uh, an academic, Cassandra Pybris, and it's on Truganini. Oh, okay. Which I think would be really interesting. Number eight is the Man Booker Prize Winner, Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. Number nine, American Dirt by Janine Cummings, which I love. And number 10, another crime one by Donna Leon, Trace Elements. So those are the top 10. Go out to your nearest bookshop and have a look at those. Caro, was the AFL right to play round one? No, look, I don't think so. Wow. I don't.
0: I I applauded the decision at the time, but by Saturday, I'd changed my mind, and I think they had to. It was well intended, and I'm not here to criticise them because I understand exactly why they did it. The medical advice was there, but the players felt increasingly uncomfortable. They had to travel when they shouldn't have, and it sent out a really bad message. So, no. Corrie, what do you miss most now we're in social isolation?
1: I miss hugs. When I walked in today, your darling Clem said, happy birthday, Corey! Virtual <laughs> hug, virtual hug, virtual hug. And it just doesn't feel the same.
0: No, I Human agree. touch.
1: We really miss it. Caro, uh, Kenny Rogers. Oh, Valet. <laughs> you posed this as a question that you might ask me. I thought, I don't like any of these songs. What's your favourite oh, Kenny Rogers song? Are you kidding? Like I'm waiting to
0: hear the list. With apologies to the gambler, because that is a great song. What does this remind you of? You've painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Ruby, are you contemplating going out somewhere? That is one of my favourite songs of all time. Oh, Ruby. I still need some company. Ruby, don't take your love to town. This was something... I remember as a kid driving to the Yu Yangs and our car, love to our car was following Anna from the op shop's car and her dad was driving and my dad was driving and Ruby came on the radio, I think it was 3XY or 3AK. We all started singing it in the car and we looked ahead and Anna from the op shop's dad, Tony, was banging on the rooftop of his car. <laughs> that is a great song. Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town and Valet Kenny. Oh, Take your love to
1: Corrie, do you feel guilty staying open? Yes and no. No, because people love the bookshop being open, but the minute it turns and people feel that we're being socially irresponsible or we feel that we are we kind of do at the moment a bit, uh, we have to keep going. It might be it might change tomorrow or the next day, I don't know. So yes, no answer to that, Caro.
0: I absolutely
1: understand. Now everybody, please
0: stick around. Please keep Where listening are they going? to us. Well, I mean
1: Don't go anywhere. I think we're trying Awful. to make the point
0: that we're not going anywhere. Send your feedback, comments, Stay and healthy, tips
1: everyone. and
0: suggestions to the Don't Shoot the Messenger Facebook page. We will be here every week. Pino cleaned, sanitized, and washed. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Don't Shoot Pod. You can email us feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au. No footy tips. For the time being, but I didn't do very well in week one, Corrie, so I'm looking forward...
1: I think I beat you and Jane, actually.
0: Well, I think you would have tipped Hawthorne, so that would have Go got that would have got you over the line. We'd love to hear from you at this challenging time. Where are you listening from? What are you doing to stay sane? And, of course, send your good local tips if you have any. And, Corrie...
1: Don't shoot the messenger, Caro.